0: This is Diapers and Disciples, Episode 2. On Diapers and Disciples, we're talking about living out the Great Commission as a mom. I'm Amber O'Hearn, and today I'm chatting with Shauna LaRock. You know, I often hear people ask if it's harder to go from one to two kids, or two to three kids. Well, Shauna is here to talk to us about going from three to seven kids, eight including her sweet Nathaniel, Not only does Shauna homeschool her seven kids under the age of 10, but she has other moms over every week for coffee. (laughs) Seriously, this woman is amazing, and you are going to love my chat with her about being a foster parent, adoption, and having a big family. Thanks for listening in. Here's my chat with Shauna. Hi, Shauna. Thanks so much for coming on the show today.
1: Hey, it's my pleasure.
0: Well, um, I've been so excited. I mentioned to you before uh, when I first started thinking about this podcast, you were one of the guests that I absolutely wanted to have on. Um, I've been kind of following your story on social media a little bit with uh, the growth of your family, and I'm so excited to learn more and have you share a little bit more as well. So, um, I guess first off, can you just tell us a little bit about you and your family and how your family has kind of grown? over the last couple years.
1: Uh-huh. Um, let's see. I'm Shauna, obviously. I am 30 years old. In my life before kids, I was an elementary school teacher, and now I am a stay-at-home mom. I homeschool our seven children. My husband is a firefighter. I'm at Shepard Air Force Base in Texas. We have been married for 11 years, and we have six boys, one girl. They are 10... Almost seven, six, five, four, almost four, and 11 months. Beginning in January of 2016, our family grew quite literally overnight, um, from three to six kids when wow. we took an adoptive placement that included um, two boys and a girl, a sibling group. We had always talked about adopting with foster care, um, and we had planned to t- take one, <laughs> and to our surprise, God said, "No, take three. <laughs> which have three, um, and we didn't know that our daughter was a girl. Which sounds silly when you say that, but their CPS paperwork was labeled wrong, and we didn't have names or anything at first before we had met them back in October of 2015, and her stuff was checked as male, so. We had no intention on getting a girl. We were only going to have boys. We already had three boys. We were a boy family. I have no idea what to do with the daughter. <laughs> and then suddenly we got the full paperwork, and I thought, Serenity, that sounds like a girl name. And our workers said, oh, yeah, yeah, she is. The youngest is a girl. And I was like, "Um, what? I'm sorry? Whoa. <laughs> Um, I was already pregnant with our youngest, and um, you know, we thought, we didn't know if he was going to be a boy or a girl yet, and so we thought, well, I mean, it would be silly to turn them away just because there's a girl in the midst. So um, I was three months pregnant when they came wow. for good.
0: And did you know, when you started the adoption or foster to adoption process, did you know you were pregnant at that time? or Yes,
1: although oh we my did goodness. not tell all of our... Um, adoption workers (laughs) okay because of um there's just the rules here with you know if you're going to have a group home if it's more than six kids and you can't have you can't be a group home if you have children under the age of four and so we knew that if they knew that I was pregnant right away they might not place them with us okay and we had we had had a previous um Loss. I was about 13 weeks pregnant, and we lost a baby, um, a little boy. His name was Nathaniel. Mm. And so we didn't really want to tell anyone yet that I was pregnant anyway. Sure. And I was only like two weeks pregnant when we started the process with our kids. Right. So. But, yeah, so we literally went from three to seven kids in a seven-month period. Oh,
0: my goodness. <laughs> that is just crazy. Um, yes, it was. So you had mentioned that you had kind of thought about this process of um, adopting. Had you, like, always wanted a big family growing up? And No. Okay. Um, I
1: always wanted to adopt. Yeah. Um, I actually, though, told my husband after our first son was born that I was done. I did not want to have any more kids. Oh, funny. Um, later, when he was older, you know, I wanted to adopt. Um, and my husband did not. Okay. He actually told me that adoption was not for him. He didn't think that he could ever love a kid that wasn't biologically his the same. And um, I just knew that God had put that on my heart at a very young age. And so I trusted that, you know, at some point God was going to put that on his heart too. Like he wasn't going to lead me down this path alone.
0: Wow. So what was, what was that like when you, um, when did his transition come and was that a, a conversation um, that you brought up or?
1: No, actually it was kind of just, um, so Ty, my husband, he literally begged for kid number two. <laughs> he was like, he was like we have to have one more he can't he can't be an only child he's gonna be so spoiled and awful and and so I was like, oh, fine okay one more And then after Carter was born, like something changed and when he was three months old I was like, oh we have to have one more like he's growing <laughs> too fast and this baby stage is going too quickly and and I just really loved having another baby in the house and I thought man, we're gonna have to have number three. Wow. And, um, I guess when he was about one and a half, my husband came and told me, so let's talk about that, you know, that adoption thing. I mean, how does that work? Were you thinking like we would foster first? And I was totally taken aback because I mean, I'd been praying about it, but I didn't expect him to just come out of the blue and say, okay, I'm ready. You know? Wow. So we started the process and, um, then we got pregnant with our third son who is now almost four. And so we kind of put it off for a little while and, um, ended up waiting until he was about two to actually go and get certified. Okay.
0: Um, how long does the process normally take to become, um, a foster parent or how, maybe how long does it take for you guys? Yeah.
1: Um, it probably took us a good four months. Um, there's so many things. There's just like this long checklist of things you have to accomplish and um hours and hours of classes you have to take and certifications to obtain um it can take you anywhere from you know i think the average they told us was 6 months you have to finish it within a year because otherwise your stuff lapses and oh. it's no good anymore okay um but it took us about 4 months and mm. we were pushing it quickly because we had um, we had some stuff that was coming up on we'd done it a year ago, and we knew that we wanted to take this sibling group, and so we we kind of got pushed through faster than some others.
0: Okay. And um, so when you when you started the process, did you know that you would eventually want to adopt, or was your intention just to become a
1: foster parent? We started the process saying that we would, foster for a while and like when our kids were older then we would adopt um we always wanted to have you know one foster kid we never planned on getting a sibling group um we would just always have you know one boy in our house and it's such a hard process to be able to adopt through foster care anyway I mean the stars like really have to align and God has to really want it to happen Hmm um, for it to work out smoothly, it seems like. And so we always felt like, you know, we would just base it kind of on a kid to kid basis. And so we knew that we would keep, you know, one foster kid. And if at some point one that we had became available to adopt and we felt like that's where God was leading us, then we would do it.
0: So then, um, how did you hear about, um, uh, your three children, that that sibling group, was it something that um, someone had mentioned to you, or
1: um... yeah, um, we uh, the lady that's in charge of our the organization we went through. Um, in Texas, you have CPS, but then they also do it privatized in that different organizations license you for CPS. So we went through Pre- Presbyterian Children's Homes and Services, and um our worker through them was at our house just doing some paperwork and random things. And she'd been working with us for years because we'd stopped before and restarted. And um, we were kind of just chatting when we were done and she was telling me about these kids that they were trying to find a placement for, a permanent placement. Mm -hmm. Um, The bio mom was gonna be um, terminated and dads weren't in the picture. And uh, she was just telling me really so that we could pray for this foster mom who had these kids and for these kids who needed a family. And I don't know what happened, but suddenly it became like, well, maybe we should talk about it. Wow. Like I don't even know how. It's God just kind of laid it on our hearts and suddenly we were going to go meet these three kids.
0: Wow. Isn't that so amazing? Just like something so small that someone says that God can yes. put like a little seed in there for us to hear. Wow, that's beautiful. I love that.
1: Thanks.
0: So um, what, do you, what do you think your biggest struggle is as a mom to seven kids, and what would you say your biggest joy is?
1: Um, my biggest struggle is three- and four-year-olds. <laughs> I think that um, no matter how many kids you have, it's just such a hard age. I mean, everybody talks about terrible twos, but I think it's a lie. Terrible threes. <laughs> like, oh, my goodness. That's
0: good. To, know? That's good to hear. Cause I have a three-year-old now and, um, it's been just kind of a difficult transition, maybe from two yes. to three. <laughs> so yes, it's
1: awful. That's they're funny. They are monsters. <laughs> oh man. And there's just no, at least for my kids, I just felt like three was, is, um, there's just no remorse there and they don't. Really understand the concept of like sin and grace and all these things yet? And sure, they're just oh man,
0: yeah, kind of hard. in that in between zone, <laughs> <Yes>. yeah.
1: <laughs> but really, though, I guess my biggest struggle, um, in regards to being a mom of seven is how isolating it can be. Hmm. And I didn't expect it, um, you know, we never planned to have a big family, and so we didn't really have a lot of time to think through this aspect of it I am very social as are most of my children and when you have seven kids suddenly you don't get as many invites to like come over for dinner or play Mm. dates
0: right we quickly
1: have realized that um you know we have to do most of the inviting Hmm. I think it's kind of a mix between the fact that some people are overwhelmed by the thought of that many kids and then everyone assumes you know we're always swamped, and oh, they don't want to add anything to our schedule or interrupt our day. And personally, I love random visits from friends, and obviously, I don't mind a house full of kids. So, right. it's been a, it's been a struggle. Um, to say like you know, friends that we used to go and hang out with a lot have not, not still been our friends. It's just you know, those days of like doing things together on a regular basis have become much fewer.
0: Hmm. Wow. That's something I hadn't even really considered, but um, I guess that makes sense that that, that could happen. Um, wow. Yeah. So I know um, I'll ask you a little bit about this later, but you kind of in a way have become that hub where you're having people over. Yes. And <laughs> I love that. So uh, we'll come back to that in a little bit, but what would you say your biggest joy has been?
1: There are so many things that I could list. Um, I think the biggest comes in those moments when, like, you know, they're all playing together nicely, which is few and far between. Don't let me paint the perfect picture. <laughs> um, okay. Or we're all, like, huddled around, you know, reading a book, and I'm just mm. surrounded by, like, all these beautiful little faces, and all I can think is how lucky I am and blessed to have so many people who just love me so much. And plus, you know, I have a lot of extra people to help sweep and fold laundry. (laughs) And that brings me a lot of joy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's great. So, so how do you feel like your kids, um, your biological children, um, how have they adjusted and, um, as well as your adoptive children, how, how has that been with, um, uh, like just getting used to each other? Yeah.
1: Right. Um, so before, um, our adoptive kids came to live with us permanently, they would come like for weekends or a week here, or two weeks there. Like, um, right before they came permanently, they came for two weeks over Christmas break and they were little, they were, um, two, three and almost five. And, um, so they kind of They just kind of melded right in. You know, it was like they were so excited to have other kids to play with. Um, The oldest was not excited about being adopted at all. Hmm. Um, There were a lot of tears and a lot of really hard days. He was convinced that he was going back um, to buy a mom at some point.
0: And how how old um, was he when he was adopted?
1: He was, let's see, when he was actually adopted, five. He was five. Um, and there was a lot of, uh, Christian counseling and therapy and things that helped with that mm. and a lot of prayer on behalf of church members and friends and our families. Beautiful. Um, my biological kids, um, really the oldest, he just took it like it was nothing. Our mm. middle kids struggles with, um, some anxiety. And so he had some issues just, I think with having so many people suddenly in our house. Sure. Um, And my littlest was two. And he really had a hard time with sharing mom. You know, he was the baby. And on top of all this, I was pregnant. I had horrible morning sickness. And so it was a lot all at once. Um, But, you know, now they all, you would never know, like when you see them interact, that three of them are adopted People who know that, oh, we adopted three kids have to ask us which ones are adopted. <laughs>
0: wow. <laughs> wow. It's nice. That's great. And that's great to hear and kind of re- refreshing in a way to hear that, um, you know, the realness <laughs> of what you're sharing, that yeah. it wasn't all easy. Like there were some struggles that came no. with it as well. Yeah. We,
1: yeah. We definitely, um, we definitely had to work for it. My daughter was really easy. Um, I'm the only mom that she remembers. And so... She doesn't, you know, I I have been mom always to her. Sure. Whereas our middle adopted son, um, he was kind of swept under the rug when he still lived with his biological family. And it took me a while to realize that I didn't think he liked me at all. Hmm. And it broke my heart. And yeah. after a while, I realized that it wasn't that he didn't like me. It was just that he could kind of take me or leave me. He was used to a mom that didn't really pay attention to him, um, wasn't interested in the things he had to say or, you know, things that he wanted to do. And so he only would come and talk to me or engage with me when he needed something. Hmm. And it took a solid six months, seven months um, before he really – let me prove myself to him and show him that, like, no, this is what a mom is supposed to be like. Mm. And once we got through that hurdle, it was amazing. Like, he just was a completely different kid.
0: Wow. Wow. I love that. So um, how, do, how do you feel like God has equipped you maybe in that situation or just um, in general as, as a mom to this family?
1: Um. I'm naturally loud, so my voice carries and that helps. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm, great. I'm, um, I'm not easily overwhelmed by chaos. And mm. if I'm being honest, I think that I'm usually a walking poster child for organized chaos myself. <laughs> Teaching has always been something that I was passionate about and I wanted to be a teacher since I was a little kid. and never did I think that I would be homeschooling my own children, let alone seven of them. Wow. So I feel like teaching is something that I am. Like I am a teacher. It's not just something that I do. And Mm. so God has really blessed me in that area to be able to do this. And because um, a couple of my kids have some learning difficulties and developmental issues. And so it's nice that I feel like, I can handle these things, whereas I know a lot of people, they talk about homeschooling and they're like, oh, I just, I could never handle these things. And it's not to say that you need a homeschooling degree to homeschool your children at all, mm-hmm. but it does help with my just feelings of confidence and that I can do this and God has equipped me. Mm. Um, really also, I think the biggest asset in our big family personally is my husband. We are such a good balance, and we are a great team. We parent very similarly, and um, he was in the Marines before he was a civil service firefighter. Okay. So as you can imagine, he's very consistent with discipline, sure expectations, Um, and he's so much more organized than I am. Wow. And he's really a big part of why our days run smoothly when he's home. Mm -hmm. Um. We have a unique scheduling situation in that he goes to work for forty-eight hours at a time, and then he's home for either forty-eight or seventy-two hours straight. So he's a big part of our homeschooling, and he's always around to help with things. And he's also, though, if I'm being honest, a part of the reason why things are also chaotic. Like, wrestling right <laughs> <at the> time. <laughs> oh, he's a lot of fun. Great. I love
0: him. I love that. I Yeah, marriage is, I've found that myself, marriage is just essential and like being on the same page, essential yes. in, in raising kids. It's been, um, yeah, you learn a lot more about yourself, I think, through your marriage <laughs> and a lot mm-hmm. more about, um, yeah, just your own kind of, my own, I'll speak for myself, my own sinfulness and <laughs> yes. my own struggles. So, uh, yeah, enough, having so. a supportive husband is a huge, huge gift. So that's great. Um, so I'm wondering kind of what, what the days look like for you with homeschooling, um, even the practicals of like, how do you do lunch for all your kids? <laughs> um, do you guys leave the house during the day and, and what, what that is like for you? So maybe you could, uh, like walk us through a day, a typical day for you. Mm-hmm.
1: So I usually get up long before my kids. Um, I am not a morning person, mm-hmm. like to a fault. Like <laughs> in that if i have not been awake for a while before my kids and like had my coffee and my quiet time, I am not going to respond well to them. It's don't speak to me before I finish this. I am grumpy and it's just not how you want to start your day. And it's not how you want them to start their day. Mm-hmm. So I usually get up about an hour, hour and a half before they do. Um We do our chores and things first, because if I'm being honest, if we don't do them first, they won't get done. Um, Our homeschooling days look like a lot of playing and even more reading, lots of field trips, hands-on learning. We participate in something called Classical Conversations, which is basically a nationwide program that helps train and equip parents to kind of provide their children with a Christian classical education. Hmm. So we go and do that every Tuesday when it's in session. Right now we're at summer break. So we do that once a week. And um, the moms are paid to go and, like, tutor the kids in these seven subjects. And it's all laid out ahead of time. Okay. Um, and the nice thing is, there's three cycles that rotate each year. And like if we were to move and go participate in a new classical conversations community, they'd be doing the same thing. Oh, that that's That we were helpful. doing in Texas. Okay. Yeah, it's nice. So they do these seven subjects. And then at home, we kind of expand upon and review them. And then we add other things like reading and phonics and math. Um, a typical day starts with breakfast and chores. Um, then when we're done, we sit down and do kind of, The mundane stuff, like handwriting, and um, a couple of my kids don't love math, so we go ahead and get it done to get it out of the way. Sure. And we review our stuff for CC, um, classical conversations, Mm -hmm. and then the kids divide up and they kind of work on different things in random areas of the house. Okay. One of my kids likes to read, hanging upside down off the couch, um, and they kind of. I kind of just bounce around to each of them, helping as needed, while I'm also like carrying a baby and nursing, folding some laundry at the same time.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: I'm, not a, I'm not a great multitasker. I'm really good at starting a bunch of things, and then maybe they don't get finished for like five hours. But you know, the effort is there. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> No two days um, of homeschooling ever look alike. Okay. But the common factor, I think, is um, flexibility and a lot of grace for myself and for them. We have a list of things that we want to accomplish each week for each kid. But the nice thing about homeschooling is that really, you know, you can just change it up how you need to. And take a break or go to the zoo when we feel like it. Um I really believe that learning takes place through doing. So mm-hmm. I love that we can have, you know, this diversity in it and just really have a hands-on approach to school. Mm-hmm.
0: I love that. That's great. Um, so then for for meals at home, do you guys, like for mm-hmm. breakfast and lunch, do you all eat at the same time or, and what does that look yes. like for you in terms of preparing things?
1: Well, breakfast is a little different in that um, if my husband is at work, then he's already gone. Mm -hmm. And if he's home, he usually comes home either like we've already finished breakfast or the kids are eating breakfast. And I'm weird. Like I eat the second I get up because I wake up starving. (laughs) So I don't usually eat with my kids. Sure, I actually usually have them like they've already done their chores and they're already dressed by the time they come sit down to have breakfast. So I fix everybody's hair while they're sitting down eating.
0: Smart. I love (laughs) it.
1: (laughs) And I'm not going to lie to you. Probably 25 days a month, my kids eat cereal. (laughs) That's Um, great. Yeah. Don't do a lot of um, what I call breakfast candy. Like you won't see a lot of cocoa puffs or, you know, frosted flakes in our house. Right. But you will, you know, eat Like, honey bunches of oats or Cheerios or something else that I don't feel too guilty about feeding you for breakfast. And some fruits and milk and that's it. I mean, I do sometimes make, like, breakfast casseroles in bulk. Sure. And then we'll divide them up for the week. But I just do not have time in the morning to cook. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like I said, I'm not a morning person, and I'm not getting up any earlier to cook anybody breakfast. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, I, I can imagine just what what your mornings might look like. So, yeah, that's that's amazing. Um, and then and then for lunch, is it a similar thing? Do you guys do like sandwiches or something? Or? Um,
1: lunch is this is actually you know you had asked me to talk about if I had any mom hacks. Oh and yeah, that was one of the things. Was uh, lunch. I do not cook at lunch. Like under okay. any circumstances, not cooking. Don't ask. Yeah, <laughs> and my kids know. Like um, lunch, we either have like leftovers, if there is any, <laughs> uh-huh. um, or sandwiches, or wraps, or salads, or even just like we chop up a bunch of fruit and vegetables. You know, the day before and. um, And have that. Or if it's been a really crazy morning, we make popcorn in bulk. And sometimes you might sit down and like, here's some popcorn and some fruit and a glass of milk. Like, Mm. that's lunch. Yeah. We uh, love to make lunch ahead of time. A lot of times um, things pop up or, you know, we have an appointment that we have to go to. And nobody wants to, you know, be out at 12 o'clock when it's right at lunchtime and your kids are hangry Right. And you're really tempted to just go through the drive-thru or grab some takeout. So we try to make our lunches the day before, like just make a bunch of sandwiches um, and things or the morning of, even if we don't have plans to go somewhere. Because okay. then when it is lunchtime, it just takes up so much less of our school time to say, hey, I need to stop and make lunch. Mm. Um And I'm also notorious for if I know we have things to do, and I think it might, like, be around lunchtime when we're out. I have multiple times just grabbed a whole loaf of bread, a whole jar of peanut butter, (laughs) a plastic (laughs) knife, and a big bunch of bananas and shoved it into a bag. And, you know, in between errands, I'm literally making sandwiches in the car. That's great. It's it's just so much easier than, you know – like I'm gonna sit here and make all these turkey sandwiches so beautifully ahead of time. No. Yeah. Like my kids will probably never wanna eat another peanut butter sandwich in their life as adults, but we That's... we are um, personally funding Jeff.
0: <laughs> That's great. I love it. And that saves on all the like plastic bags too, like having yes, to stuff exactly. the sandwiches in the plastic bags. Just That's great in a
1: giant Ziploc bag.
0: I love it. <laughs> Um, so you said you do then, you run errands with the kids, you get out of the house with them. Oh, yeah. So what is that like? What, what kind of car do you have? <laughs> and uh, how do you get out with all of them?
1: I have a Ford Transit. Um It's a 12 passenger van. My kids okay. say it looks like a spaceship. We <laughs> spent a lot of time looking at different big vans and um, I felt like, you know, if I was there's nothing cool about driving a 12 passenger van, let's be honest. (laughs) And I thought, you know, if I'm going to have to drive this, I want it to at least be like one that I really like. Right. So that's what we got. Okay. And um, I really like it. The space is great and it drives really well. Um, It's huge. And the question always um, that we get asked is, you know, is it hard to back up? And I mean, it took a little bit of getting used to, but my husband drives a fire truck for a living. So he, you know, it's, he does it like he's a pro. Sure. Um, I have I did back into our fence once with it when we first
0: started. But. <laughs> That's okay. Process of um, learning.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was a learning process. Um, going out with them, I don't really have a choice. I mean, my mm. husband's gone for two days, and as nice as it would be to have everything scheduled when he's home, it's just not really possible. Um, we have a buddy system. I pair a bigger kid with a little kid. Um. I say to them probably forty five times every time we're out of the house, ducks in a row, ducks in a row. And then we're quacks. <laughs> um, Cute. and they do kind of like a little two by two and it's the littlest ones in the front, like and then the middle middle ones, and then my oldest who's ten, with his buddy in the back. Okay. So that he can kind of make sure that nobody straggles, that nobody gets left behind. Okay. And when we go into the store, everybody has their spot on the cart. And we baby wear, so my 11-year-old just literally get er, sorry, 11-month old <laughs> literally just gets strapped to my body. That's
0: that's so helpful. Baby wearing is yes. just yeah, it's, it's very helpful. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. great. Um what kind of carrier do you have? Do you have an Ergo or do you use a... um
1: I have Ergo is probably the only one that I don't have. Oh, okay. I have a slide session. Okay. Um, we have wraps. I have um, a Tula in like a standard size and the toddler, because um, we still wear our four-year-olds. Do
0: you have a Do you have a and, favorite one that you use like most often? You think?
1: Um, my favorite one right now, just because of the size of my baby and um, kind of the stage that he's in, is my ring sling. Oh, it's okay, amazing. Um, it's a mama something it's so soft and it's versatile and it's really easy to get on and off quickly and he loves it and he's really close to me but he can still see um and he could just go on my front really quickly and I can nurse in it very discreetly oh that's that's helpful
0: great oh that's awesome Um, Okay, great. Well, um, turning gears a little bit, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about um, hosting, like you mentioned earlier, um, having people over. So um, every once in a while, I notice on social media, it might even be weekly. I'm not sure. I think it is weekly. Mm -hmm. You have these coffee mornings where you just have moms and their kids over to your house. So, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, as a listener, I'm just imagining, and as for myself, I'm wondering, like, what does that look like? And how did you have the courage to do something like that when you have, you know, a big family yourself and then um, inviting so many other people just into your home. What, what does that look like?
1: Well, when it started, I did not have um, seven kids. So oh, okay. Um, we actually, I guess about five years ago, a friend of mine started hosting Friday morning coffee at her house each week and they're a military family and someone had done it at their previous base. And she just wanted to make more new friends here. And so she kept it going when she moved. Great. Um, And when they left for their next duty station, I just decided to keep it up. And so it's a lot of yoga pants and kids running aground.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it.
1: <laughs> um, And equal amounts of, I don't know, laughter and caffeine. <laughs> it's basically just like a safe place for moms to come and have a break from their week and hang out knowing that, you know, you can show up in your dirty t-shirt with your half-dressed, unbathed kids (laughs) and feel fine about it because that's probably how I'm going to welcome you. Um, It's such a blessing to me um, just having that time with friends and my kids love it and we have a huge backyard and so some weeks, you know, there's 15 moms and 50 kids in our backyard and some weeks, you know, there's two moms and there's still a lot of kids because I have seven. But... Right.
0: <laughs> oh, this is, I mean, it's just beautiful. I love it because I'm, I know myself as a mom, um, you know, how wonderful <laughs> that would feel for me. I always feel so refreshed when someone invites me over for coffee and a play date. And so to have mm-hmm. something like that weekly or, you know, as often as you can is just beautiful. I love that. And I love that you have some consistency with it and, I mean, there's probably moms that you have that come every week and some that just yes. come when they can. That's mm-hmm. great. We have, you
1: know, it's the group um, changes, you know, as people go through different seasons of life or people move or, um, you know, somebody's sick and so they don't come for a while. But it's so nice because, you know, the other ladies who come fairly regularly will say, oh, where's so-and-so? And I can say, you know, oh, she has a sick kid. And now you have, you know, a couple people who are praying for you who might not have known otherwise. Um, one of my very best friends, her name's Alex, actually um, she just showed up on my doorstep one Friday. I didn't know her. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd never met. And this here's this girl, with these very pregnant, with these two little boys, and she knocks on my door and says, somebody in the homeschool group told me that you have coffee at your house on Fridays and that I it would be okay if I just showed up. And, um, you know, here we sit, I don't know, two or three years later and she's one of my very best friends. Wow. And I just love that. I mean, I, that's what I wanted was, you know, just come when you can come as you are. We have, um, some people who come and are not believers. They aren't Christians. Mm -hmm. Um, one girl that comes is a very outspoken atheist and I love it that she comes and she challenges, you know. She challenges us on our beliefs and our faith, and we have these great discussions. And um, it's a ministry opportunity for me. Um, I don't have the opportunity to volunteer a lot at church because I do have seven kids now. But it's so nice to just be able to give that to moms, and you know they can come and they sit on my floor, and the kids dump out all our toys and just wreck the house. And I mean, my kids were going to do it anyway. So I don't care if your kids come and do it.
0: (laughs) Wow. I I love that. And when you were telling me that story about um, the woman that just showed up at your door, I mean, I got goosebumps that someone would just feel comfortable to come to you and just know that your home is a place of, of welcome. That's just so beautiful. It
1: really meant a lot to me. I love that. that. I, I don't even know who told her, but and she's not. She's not the first person. Another gal actually showed up one week, and we had um, we had actually canceled coffee that week because my husband was off and we had some appointments and stuff to run. And um, but we were all sitting around at the table, kind of eating a late breakfast and. there's a knock on the door and I went and there's this lady that I've never met with her three kids. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, we're not having coffee, but you know what? Just come in and and just sat down and like joined our family for breakfast. Wow. I love (laughs) it. They are actually, um, they got a sibling group. They started fostering about six months ago and now they're getting ready to adopt three kids and they already have three also.
0: Amazing. (laughs) That's great. Wow. I love that. Um, so as I'm listening to this, what what do you think you would say to a mom who is maybe um, interested in starting something like this, but um, maybe feels like self-conscious or nervous about like the mess or the chaos of their own house? What would you say to someone like that?
1: Um, you know, everyone has chaos. Everyone has a mess of some sorts. And if they tell you that they don't, they're either lying or they can afford a maid. <laughs> <laughs> Friday morning coffees kind of give me motivation oftentimes to get some of those things done that I didn't get to through the week, Mm -hmm. Um, and my husband really likes that that, because he's way more clean and organized than I am. (laughs) He knows when he comes home on Friday, the house is going to be really clean because I prepped for coffee. Um, But, you know, at the same time, if you feel like the person or the people who are coming over, you know, that you invited can't handle your pile of unfolded laundry, on the couch or your unswept floors, Mm. then maybe you need to find new people. Mm. (laughs) I mean, if your house looks like you're prepping for the next episode of Horrors, then we probably need to have a whole different conversation. (laughs) But I think that for the most part, it's actually really relieving for other people to come and see that, oh, hey, like your house isn't perfect Mm. all the time, you know, your kids make a mess just like mine, you haven't gotten to all of your laundry yet. And sometimes your floors are dirty. I mean, it happens. Yeah,
0: I love that. That's great. (laughs) That's refreshing. Um, And then for moms that are listening that maybe don't feel like they have a support system or friends or any kind of community um, already, do you have any tips for them?
1: Um, You know, you are not alone. We -hmm. all feel overwhelmed by life sometimes, no matter how many kids you have. And it's so hard when you don't feel like you have that, you know, just a village around you to support you. Right. Um, if you don't have a network of friends, go find some. Mm-hmm. Your kids are cute, I promise, and you <laughs> the perfect tool for finding friends. Oh, that's great. Use them. <laughs> um, you know, take them to story time at the library or let them talk to that other kid at the grocery store and then chat it up with his mom, you know. I don't love talking to people that I don't know. But when we first moved here, um, I didn't know anyone, a single person, And I would go out and I would find that other mom who, this is kind of embarrassing to admit, but like, I wouldn't look for the mom who looks super put together. I want to find the mom who's slightly disheveled (laughs) like me and strike up a conversation, you know, because I was desperate for friends. And you will be surprised to find that there's a lot of other people out there who feel the same way. Um, it really does, you know, take a village. And sometimes the way to start building it is by just walking up to a stranger and saying, you know, hey, you made a person. Me too. I, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Let's be friends.
0: That's great. That's so helpful. That's great. Um, so I'm just going to end with a few questions that I like to ask um, all my guests. So what would you say is your favorite part of your home and why?
1: Um, My favorite part of my house is my kitchen. Um, Mm. I love food. I love that it brings everyone together and that it can fix so many ailments. Um, And it's, you know, there's just something so nice about, like, cooking a meal for my family and knowing that, you know, they appreciate it. They don't always, let's be honest. (laughs) And they don't always even like it. But I really love, you know, the kitchen is just kind of the hub of Mm -hmm. our house. And, um, a lot of times my husband and I, you know, are standing in there drinking our coffee while the kids are running around or whatever. And I just really, our kitchen is kind of the heart of our house Mm -hmm. and for more reasons than just food, but, you know, cooking together and all of those things, it's just such a, it's such a joyful time for our family.
0: Mm -hmm. That's great. I love that. And, um, what is something that you are loving recently?
1: Um, some things that I have really been loving. Um, I just read a book called Teaching from Rest. Um, oh,
0: I, is that Sarah McKenzie? Yes,
1: Sarah McKenzie. Oh, okay, great. Um, I've heard about this one. Yes, and it is amazing. I cannot praise it enough. Um, okay. I am obsessed with my happy day planner. I am a planner nerd. I use... <laughs> Solely Erin Condren. And then when we had seven kids, I felt guilty about the amount of money I was spending on it. And so (laughs) I switched over to these happy day planners. And it's amazing because you can like add all these different pages and take them out easily. And it's really interchangeable and it just fits well with my life. Great. Um, And my Instant Pot, it has quite literally changed my life. I can cook anything in it almost. And it takes, like, a third of the time that it normally would. And, you know, I can walk away from it and do other things. It's like a crock pot on steroids.
0: Okay. I was just about you to ask cook. the difference between that and a crock pot. So it's just like. So
1: it's like an electric pressure cooker. Okay. So you can slow cook things in it too. But, like, I can cook a whole frozen chicken in an hour and a half.
0: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that is amazing. Um, wow.
1: Yes. <laughs> I love it should really like start handing them out the second you have a baby they should just come with an
0: <laughs> i love that <laughs> that's great <laughs> well i'll have to link to all those things in the in the show notes for sure so people yeah. can can see what they were so great um and you already shared with us your mom hack for lunches so that's fantastic yes. i love it well um shauna thank you so much for being on today it has been such a joy chatting with you and I have just received so much from this time. So I imagine that oh, I'm so glad. <laughs> I imagine that this is what uh, the moms that come over to your house feel like as well after chatting with you, just that. so refreshed. So thank you. Well, You're welcome. I'll go ahead and close us in a prayer. Uh, Lord Jesus, uh, we thank you so much for our lives, for our families, for our homes. Uh, we pray that today you would be with us and, Uh, the chaos and the craziness and um, that we can find uh, just peace amidst the chaos. Uh, We pray, Lord, that you'd give us the grace to uh, love our families well today and to see you in our kids. Um, We pray that we can see you at work in our lives um, and in our families today. Um, And Lord, that you would just cultivate in us hearts of gratitude, that we can just be Thankful for all the joys and um, all the struggles as well that lead us closer to you. Uh, Lord Jesus, we pray this all in your holy name. Amen. Thanks so much for listening in. I loved this chat with Shauna, and I felt so inspired afterwards to really open up my heart and home to those around me. My husband and I had been talking about having some families over from our church, and this chat with Shauna finally gave me the push (laughs) to really make something happen and we had some families over for brunch and it was so life-giving for me. So I just want to encourage you to do the same if you're in a place where you don't feel like you can have people over because you're in a small apartment or your life seems crazy uh, to really just take a step towards making an invitation to another mom who could maybe use Um, a little encouragement or to another family who would just benefit from uh, sharing a meal with you um, because I know it will be a blessing to them and a blessing to you as well. For links to everything that Shauna and I talked about in today's episode, visit diapersanddisciples.com. Until next time, God bless and you are in my prayers.